This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, exclusively on the Bun 2.0, KBUNFM 104.5. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors is sponsored by DS Beverages, Paul Bunyan Country's distributor of Anheuser-Busch products, by Bonded Lock and Key, Paul Bunyan Country's home for Liberty Safes, and by Paul Bunyan Country's outdoor store, Northern Surplus Northern Outdoors in downtown Bemidji. Well, today we have the honor of uh, talking with Teresa Ebingay. She is the new, well, I guess newish DNR regional manager here in Bemidji. Uh, and the Northwest region, uh, new because this is the first time I've had a, a chance to talk with her. Teresa, thanks for taking the time today. Sure, no problem. It's my pleasure. How long have you been with the Northwest region now? I've been with the Northwest region since November of 2015. Um, previously, I came from the federal government, and I worked with the federal government, um, an agency called the Bureau of Reclamation. They work out in the 17 western states. And I worked for them for approximately 22 years. Okay, and then uh, and then what brought you to uh, the Northwest region? So Minnesota is my home. I was born in Worthington, Minnesota, raised um, in uh, around Fargo, North Dakota. Um, mm-hmm. Went to college at Moorhead State University. Well, it was Moorhead State, it's no <laughs> Minnesota State. Moorhead. Yeah. <laughs> Love the name changes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, I my mother was getting a little bit older, and I really, really missed Minnesota. Previous to this, I was living in California, and um, you know, the job that I had out there, uh, working with water and water related um, uh, infrastructure, was was a bit challenging at times and so I really missed my home and I decided you know it's time for a change and I have always wanted to work for the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources it has been on my list ever since I was a little girl Um, my uncle uh, was a park ranger with Minnesota DNR for several years before he retired a few years ago and and it's just like, okay, I want to come home. And I had the opportunity. I interviewed here in Bemidji for a, a natural resources position um, and got it. And I was just so pleased and so joy- you know, overjoyed. And I just love the Bemidji area. So this feels like home to me. It is a great place to, to be if you are into the outdoors. That's a fact. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, I, I grew up with a fishing pole in my hand. I was the tomboy of the family. Um, my dad and I, we would go out, you know, hunting and fishing, and um, we had so much fun. We had a cabin near uh, Alexandria, Minnesota, Lake Villard and Lake Amelia. And like I said, every summer I would go fishing. I would be out there with my dad and grandpa. You know, grandpa would wake us up at 5 o'clock in the morning, knocking on the door, and he's like, butch. He'd yell to my dad, get up. And <laughs> would run out, and I was like, okay, we're going fishing. Let's go. And I just loved it. I loved every minute of being out in the outdoors and, and uh, you know, growing up in the Red River Valley along uh, the Red River. My playground was miles and miles of uh, you know, riparian areas and riverfronts, and just absolutely loved it. Your story is so common to the many other people I've talked to in the DNR and, and even in, in federal outdoor-type positions. It's something that was in your blood from very early on in your life. Yes, definitely. It definitely has, and it just brings a joy to my heart to, to be out there in nature, and, uh, you know, it's definitely my calling. 
So you got here in, in 2015, and what were you doing uh, prior to taking over the uh, position of uh, regional manager? So prior to being a regional manager, I was the assistant, um, well, regional director. Um, regional director, I was I'm the sorry. Re- yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um, I was the assistant regional manager for the Ecological and Water Resources Division. Um, basically, that division oversees, you know, the, the public waters uh, around the state here. They oversee um, the hydrology, the groundwater applications, the surface water applications, and then they also oversee um, a lot of the non-game specialties uh, here in the state. So um, I was the, you know, uh, kind of oversaw all of those kind of different aspects of of the DNR here up in the Northwest region. Okay. Um, let's. Uh, there's a lot of topics I want to cover with you today. An overall view of, of of how you see the Northwest region at some point, but I think there's a lot of people that are chopping at the bit to know what they're going to be able to do here in the next several weeks. First of all, we do have a turkey hunting season underway, so we can get out there and go hunting, provided we have a license, correct? Yes, definitely. Um, you know, like you said, the turkey hunting is underway. Uh, there are definitely people out there hunting and enjoying this season. It's a, a bit chilly out there, but um, my understanding is that uh, the turkeys are out and about. So, yes. Please, as, you know, when you have a, a license, go for it. Um, we do ask, though, that you try to stay as close to home as possible, that you don't, you know, group hunt and, and really maintain your social distancing while you're out there um, enjoying these activities. So the behaviors that every aspect of life people are being asked to do, we want to apply to this. But other than that, there aren't really any restrictions to what a typical season would be. No, that is very true. In fact, um, they kind of have relaxed. Before, they had specific areas that, you know, you were allowed to hunt in. I believe my understanding is they've relaxed some of those so that you have a broader area that, that you can hunt so that you can find those places closer to home. Okay. Uh, and, and speaking of turkey hunting, what a great uh, success story that is for northern Minnesota. I mean, they didn't exist seemingly like 10 years ago in our neck of the woods, and now I see them everywhere. I know. Me too. It's fabulous. You know, driving down on Highway 64 and having those turkeys right there, um, seeing seeing them even in our backyards up here. Uh, it's just really exciting to have that wildlife come back. Uh, now we've got the fishing season upcoming May 9th. As far as uh, we know, fishing season will be May 9th? Yes, yes. We are definitely not um, closing any fishing season. The season itself is open. Um, Most of the public water accesses are are going to be open. Um, One caution that we do have is because of the social distancing that we have for our staff and the safety for our staff, it may take us a bit longer to get the docks and the infrastructure out there at each one of those public water access sites. So we do um, recommend that you go onto our website. Um, if you just Google Minnesota DNR um, and fishing or even COVID-19, that'll bring up a site. We have a you know a banner at, at the top of our, our page there that you can click on 
that will tell you kind of what is open, what is closed, what are some of the restrictions out there. But right now, yep, definitely I can't wait to get out there fishing (laughs) myself uh, and enjoy the outdoors. You know, again, maintaining all that social distancing, uh, finding those, those gems of places close to home. I mean, we've got a great lake right outside of here, Bemidji, Lake Bemidji. Um, there are several, like Irving, all of these around here are just wonderful lakes. We are so blessed and lucky up here in the north to have such a, a, a great environment to, to go fishing and get outdoors. So, yes, please, we are definitely encouraging. And then remember, you need to have a license. Though. Right. So, yeah, so I still got to get my license for this year. As a matter of fact, I turned 51, and I'm thinking I might have to get that um, lifetime pass this year because now that I'm 51, it's it's decreased. So oh. I might go do that. Yeah. Well, welcome to the club 50 plus. All the cool kids are members, just so you know. Uh, all right, thank you. <laughs> I've been in it longer than you, but I'm still a member. Um <laughs> So, uh, as far as getting the licenses, um, I'm assuming that some license uh, places are remaining open as essential businesses, but it might be just easier to get it online this year. Yes, definitely. You can go online to, you know, our DNR uh, site and just, again, Google or go to um, dnr.state.mn.us slash licenses. And you can get all of our licenses on sale there. So, and if you have voting um, renewals that you need to do, you can also do that right on that site. Okay. I was wondering about the public accesses, knowing that, you know, sometimes it's it's tough to maintain the social distancing while getting all that stuff ready. But I'm glad that that we're going in that direction. Uh, Will it be up to us as individuals on the site to maintain social distancing when we're trying to get into the water? Or will there be some enforcement yes. there? There there may be some enforcement. Um, they probably won't have, we, you know, again, we have to maintain our social distancing and our staffing requirements here. Um, so the enforcement, uh, the conservation officers are out and about, and they will be checking in at the sites. If the sites do get too crowded, there may be a possibility of having to meter you know, the people going into these sites. Um, but for now, we don't have any restrictions as far as going, but it is up to each individual to maintain that social distancing out there. Okay. What about the fishing piers? You know, I see fishing piers on opening weekend, and it is elbow to elbow. What are we doing with those? Yeah, again, um, we really are highly encouraging people to monitor those piers if there are, if you can't maintain that six feet of distance between individuals, maybe try a different place out and and go explore a bit and, and see what other sites are out there. But we really are highly encouraging people to maintain your social distancing while you're out there, especially on the fishing piers. What has it meant at your facility? Are you operating out of the office? Are you operating out of homes? How is it working uh, with the DNR personnel? For the most part, we have um, our teleworking. So most of our staff are currently teleworking so that we can maintain the stay-home order. 
We do have essential employees and critical employees, like, say, our wildfire staff are still in the offices because they need to be there 24-7 in case there are wildfires to, to maintain that security. Um, we do have maintenance uh, crews out there at the state parks to maintain our site. Um, the park rangers are there. Also, if you do go to a park, remember, you still need a park pass. So that is also something that we are encouraging. You can either get online. I just got mine for this next year online. It was very easy. Um, or if you end up going to a park kind of just impromptu, they do have self-serve stations there that, that you can get um, your park passes right there. But for our offices right now, unfortunately, we, we do have closures in place. We do have signs as far as how to contact people. Most of the phones have been forwarded to staff, so all the staff are up and running, working from home, maintaining the social distancing. We have, you know, our phones, our computer systems, all of that, that we can answer questions and get the information that you need out there. More of the great outdoors with Kev Jackson next on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors is sponsored by DS Beverages, Bonded Lock and Key, and Northern Surplus Northern Outdoors. We're online at kbunsportsradio.com. Just click on Paul Bunyan Country. And we're also on social media. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And, of course, we are also a podcast. You can get the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including the new Pod MN app. DNR Northwest Minnesota Regional Director Teresa Ebbingay, my guest today. We are talking about state parks that are open right now. But what about camping at parks? Is that even possible at this point? Currently, unfortunately, our camping campgrounds are closed, um, The not only at the parks, but also on our state forest lands. Um, all of the, the, the campgrounds are closed, the yurts, the camper cabins, all of those are currently closed um, because of the stay-home order. So um, we do have an online site that tells you kind of a little bit again what the closures are if you google dnr and minnesota dnr and COVID 19 it will give you a list of what all those closures are that are in place and hopefully you know once this this lifts um there is an online uh register place that you can go and sign up for those those camping and um opportunities once the order has been lifted okay I would presume it doesn't seem reasonable to me or realistic to me that uh, we're just going to get it lifted and then, uh, you know, we're packing baseball stadiums again or anything like that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So is there a plan in place? Will you have to, you know, uh, have fewer camping spaces used to get more space between people or have we even discussed that at this point? So our commissioner is currently working with um, the the rest of the state agencies to figure out how it will look moving forward. Um, they they are coordinating this with all of the agencies so that we have a really good solid plan in place. That we're talking with the, the Department of Health. We're talking with um, you know the Department of Agriculture agriculture, Bowser, all of those, and, and coordinating 
so that there is a coordinated effort once these uh, the the order is lifted. So um, sorry, we just had to kind of stay tuned at this moment, but they are currently working on how to open those up in a coordinated fashion. I got to say, uh, I'm I'm happy to hear this. I think people need to to know that this is not an everlasting situation. That there are plans for an attempt to at least try to get some semblance of normalcy down the road here. Yes, definitely. I think we all are. <laughs> you know, working from home has, it, it, it's good things. I can look outside and see the squirrels and see the snow melt. And I've got my, my two dogs and two cats at my feet. But it definitely has its challenges. And I am really looking forward to, to getting back into the office and, you know, getting to, to have some sense of, of normalcy again. So um, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> As far as we know, COVID-19 doesn't affect the, our natural resources per se. It certainly affects us who are working in them and those of us who want to, you know, partake in, in activities out there. But as far as your actual product, so to speak, it doesn't really have an impact on it. It's not like a, a tornado or a wildfire or things that really have an impact. Uh, nature just keeps on going. We just uh, aren't able to do everything we, we, we want to in it right now. For the most part, yes. You know, it, it is very true that this disease, at least as far as we know, isn't communicable to other, you know, species out there. We've heard a few little tweaks like a tiger and, and maybe a dog. But um, overall, we don't believe that this uh, virus has jumped to other species. However, some things have been affected. For example, um, we we have not been able to... Uh, at Bedora, our nursery, for example, been able to what we call do um, a spring lift where we get right. the trees out of the ground and get them to the, our customers out there. So there may be, you know, a, a little less trees that are being planted this year. Mm. Another thing is um, the, the egg harvest. Um, this year, we also have had to curtail our egg harvest because we could not, again, do that with the proper social distancing. Um, so there will be one year here of a lack of uh, new fingerlings out there with, with the fish that are typically stocked. So even though, for the most part, you know, the nature takes its course and there's they it just keeps on going out there there are some things that will be affected what do the fisheries people think about the egg take and what kind of effect it might have down the road they believe it, it's kind of a minor um kind of blip in the screen right now they um just having one year's worth of an age class typically it, it you know may dip it just a touch but overall, the, the fisheries out there remain very, very healthy. So over in the long run, in the long term, there should be no effect. Okay. Teresa, as the DNR uh, regional director, what, what all, I mean, you're in charge of everything, I guess, uh, in a sense. But w what's an average day for you like? Oh, well, right now it's um, lots and lots of meetings on Skype. 
yeah. <laughs> and uh, coordination. Um, I work, like you said, across several fields. You know, one day I'll be working on forestry issues and timber and sustainable timber harvest. The next day I'll be working on moose and, you know, what, what are the moose and the elk doing out there? Another day I'll be looking at deer and, you know, what's happening with chronic wasting disease. The next day I'll, or even this whole past week, I've been working at the Red River Valley and the flooding that is happening over in the Red River Valley and keeping an eye on that and making sure that our hydrologists are where they need to be to, to help out in the best way possible out there. Um, lands and minerals, we, we are buying and, and um, in some cases selling land where, where we no longer need that land and can give it back to the to, um, you know, the, the counties or to individuals. So, you know, all of those happen on a daily and a weekly basis. Okay. Um, as you take a look at the Northwest region overall, um, the picture, um, give me a, a short state of the state of the Northwest region. <laughs> um, overall, we have such a wonderful area up here in the Northwest region. It is so broad, everything from the flat agricultural areas in the northwest along the Red River Valley, the, um, the, the trees over here in the northeast and the, the forestry products that we get out of the, the state here are amazing. Um, along the beach ridges, we have just amazing diversity of species and changing from the the flatlands over to the the trees here and along those beach ridges um there's we can use gravel and, and get gravel for our roads they're they're all doing very very well here in the state and um overall the the northwest region is just amazing in its diversity and our staff here are top-notch in everything that they do I would agree with that. I have not met everybody there, but I have definitely interviewed a number of them over the years, both on the uh, regional level and the area level, and uh, I just have had nothing but great, great relationships and and interviews with these people, and uh, I I think the DNR people are, what I love about them, just like you, they're just passionate about what they do. This is a calling. This isn't isn't a nine-to-five for them. Exactly, exactly. And they have such big heart for, for the land out there and for the resources and for the sustainable use of the resources because, you know, not only are they out there for our enjoyment, they are out there for our use as long as it is sustainable use. And we can do both, and, and there is a place for both. What would you say are some areas of concern, or do you have any real areas of concern that, that you're keeping an eye on and that, uh, that you guys are working on? One area of concern um, is, of course, the, the chronic wasting disease with deer and ensuring that, um, you know, we keep track of what's happening with the chronic wasting disease, make sure that we keep testing uh, and, and curtail it where we can. Um, I know this last year there were a couple of new hot spots in the area that we were looking at, you know, one uh, that was brought in from a, a, a farm. Um, I believe, you know, they've, they've gotten that farm under control now. I believe those, the, it was just two critters and, and that, um, has now 
uh, been taken care of. But we're keeping an eye on it. We want to make sure that our deer populations maintain uh, the healthy status that they have up here. So that is definitely one area that we are, are keeping track of. Um, the flooding out in the Red River Valley and the increased amount of uh, storms that have come in also present challenges for our, our hydrologists. And again, we're keeping close track of that. Are there areas that we can help with? For example, we are part of what's called the Flood Damage Reduction Work Group and trying to ensure that, you know, we reduce the flooding as much as we can and help the farmers that are out there. So those are a couple of large areas that we are also working on. And, of course, we continue to watch our fisheries, make sure that the health of the fisheries are are maintained for all of the pleasure of Minnesotans out there. And and, um, one of the key areas there, of course, is AIS, which... um I don't think is uh, unique to the Northwest region at all, but boy, that is something that's uh, really been front and center the last few years. Yes, definitely. Definitely with zebra mussels and, you know, um, tiny water flea and a couple of these other plants that are out there, you know, invasive species is something that all Minnesotans have a responsibility to make sure that our boats are cleaned, that our equipment is cleaned properly that we are not spreading these diseases and these plants um, where they should not be. Uh, so, yep, we definitely have a very strong AIS group and keeping track of what is happening out there on the landscape and trying to ensure that um, the spread is curtailed where we can. Uh, Teresa, before we wrap it up, uh, just give us a couple of bullet points again about what we need to know if we want to do some of the spring hunting and fishing that's out there. We can do it, but what do we need to be aware of? All right. Well, again, please, um, yes, get out there, do your fishing, your hunting. Um, If there are parks that are full, there are other areas such as scientific and natural areas and um, wildlife management areas that you can go to. There's a great website called the Recreation Compass. Again, Google DNR Recreation Compass that can show you all of these wonderful um, trail systems that we have out there, the the wildlife management areas. So to maintain your social distancing is the the big key. Make sure that you're um, keeping your distance. Stay close to home. Uh, Don't travel all over. Make sure that that you're not congregating outdoors um, and that you are enjoying in in a responsible way. Also remember that there are ticks. It's tick season out there, so protect yourself, um, making sure that you have two forms of protection when you go out there, uh, and be safe. First and foremost, always be safe. Wear your protective equipment and have fun. Teresa Ebingay is the DNR Regional Director of the Northwest Region out of Bemidji. My first opportunity to talk with her. I had a great time, Teresa. Thank you for taking the time and hope to talk with you again soon. My pleasure, and yes, I agree. I'll talk to you soon. This has been Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hear it exclusively on KBUN-FM 104.5, Thursdays at 1240 and Saturday mornings at 8.